Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, and always hilarious world of anime. And I pretend I understand literally anything that he's talking about. My name is Sean Rollins. My name is Remington Chase. Here we go. So, Remington, tell me something. How would you feel if you attempted, say you just got out of junior high school and you wanted to get into a very fancy private high school? Oh boy. But the problem is, all your test scores are atrocious because you are <laughs> naturally a bit, a bit bad at the whole school thing. You'd feel pretty bad about that, wouldn't you? Say you can't get any of these schools, you're depressed, you're sad. But then one day, your father comes home with an acceptance letter to one high school that you've never heard of, but supposedly is very prestigious. Hogwarts? Mm, not quite. <laughs> not quite. I, I, I think the anime you have chosen this week is Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's your episode one anime for me. Introducing the world of Harry Potter, this strange magical school. Not quite, unfortunately. Oh, you wish it was I Harry Potter. I really do. So, I know Harry Potter. I'm comfortable with Harry Potter. This is significantly more uncomfortable. Oh, so... Boy. Your father comes home, he hands you a piece of paper saying, hey, this is an acceptance letter to go to this school. Congrats, you're not going to be stuck as like a, a living shut-in for the rest of your life. You can actually go to school and learn stuff and get out of our house. You're not going to be stuck under the stairs. Exactly. There's not going to be any more Harry Potter uh, synonyms with this. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the judge of that, Sean. So you're like, okay, great. That sounds good. You get your letter, you hop on school, you, you go take the bus to your faraway new boarding school that you're going to learn at, you're going to make new friends, you're going to have a great high school experience. But there's a slight problem. Oh, boy. You get there, and things seem a little bit off. A little bit creepy, might say. And, of course, you're nervous, you're, you're kind of excited at the same time because it's a whole new school experience, so... You immediately head towards the school because opening ceremony is about to start. You're about to get in, meet all your friends. Then out of nowhere, you run into a beautiful girl with bright pink hair. Okay. S sounds pretty good, right? Yeah, like, feeling all right. Yeah, no, that sounds like a great start to a great experience for your high school times. And then it turns out she's actually a vampire. I knew it! <laughs> <laughs> I knew it! Yes. Like, but it's a demon high school or something like that. I'm on to you. The show that I am about to torture you with today is a lovely show by the name of Rosario Vampire. Can I tell you what I know about uh, Rosario Vampire? Absolutely. Uh, I know literally nothing about Rosario Vampire. <laughs> well, let me show you a splash art of the major characters real quick. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so let me uh, describe what I'm seeing. Mm -hmm. So I see a uh, pink-haired girl. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna assume she's Rosario, um, or maybe Rosario's the school. One of the two. Then we have what I assume is the main character. Uh, I think that's the only male in the picture right now. Mm -hmm. uh, then we have a blue-haired girl who is attempting to strangle him. Uh, a brunette who is attempting to rip his clothes off. And then uh, a purple-haired girl who gives zero shits about anything. She's the edgy vampire. Well, you know you're not too far off. <laughs> the basic character types you just kind of described are pretty accurate. So what this anime is is just how I described to you. This main guy, this fellow by the name of... Sukune. Uh, Sukune. Uh, but Sukune... Of course, has horrible grades, can't get any school, feels like he's going to be a failure. His father comes home with an acceptance letter, because that's how acceptance letters work. To Are vampire schools, like, notoriously easier to pass than human schools? Are they are they just, like, stupider than humans? And so you're like, ah, my son, he's an idiot, but if he goes to a vampire school, he'll ace all of his classes. Well, here's the thing. Uh, supposedly... Nothing supernatural exists to, to the average people. <laughs> All right. Because um... it's, it's like if, you know, you yourself right now were to be thrown into school and be like, hey, everybody at this school is a monster. But here's <laughs> the thing. Uh, there are vampires in this world, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But... In fact, there's so many as to have a school full of vampires. Ooh, except that's actually not the case. Oh, 
So, though the show is called Rosario Vampire, there is only one vampire in it. <laughs> I've been misled. Yes. Uh, well, one main vampire, I suppose you could say. I've been misled yet again. <laughs> Everything changes when Sukune uh, gets on the bus. He goes to this uh, where the school's located through some kind of weird interdimensional type portal thing. And, of course... You know, as it turns out, everybody in the school is some kind of monster, spirit, or demon. Which, you know... Isn't, isn't there already a cartoon called Monster High School or something? Yeah, yeah. Think of that as the American version with less sexual stuff. Was it... Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I almost uh, didn't catch that right there, Sean. Yeah. I almost just let that slide right past me. Because uh, if I was to describe the genre of this particular anime, it would be as follows. A little bit, a little bit slice of life. Because, you know, it's got school life of stuff. Of course. Sense. Some fantasy elements. Because, yeah. you know, supernatural is good. Mm -hmm. Romance is a big factor as Obviously. well. Obviously. Anime. Yeah. And I would add a little bit of etchy flavoring. Hmm. Don't know how I feel about this. Do you understand the term, etchy? I don't at all, and that's why I'm worried. Well, consider this like your weeb word of the day. All right. Etchy is uh, basically the English pronunciation of the letter H. <laughs> oh, man. Those, those good old H's. I love me my H genre. The now, letter H. My favorite episodes of Sesame Street are the letter H. I just can't help myself. I love the letter H, Sean. Now, You've hooked me. Now, here's the thing. Uh, the reason is H is because the Japanese word for pervert or perverse mm. or perverted is hentai. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> so, taking H means it's like a little, little perverted, but it's not full on hentai stuff. Like, it's a slang term, most definitely. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Here so, we go. See, Sean, when, uh, when we came up with the idea of the podcast, mm -hmm. uh, one of my primary, primary concerns going mm -hmm. into this was literally what's happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been led down the road. All right, we have a school, perfectly fine. We have a vampire. Okay, that's fine too. We also have hentai. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, not full hentai, just the H of hentai. Yeah. The other letters, they're not quite there. They're just pushing it a little. Yeah, no. So it's more it's mostly defined as as uh, sexy, dirty, or naughty. Oh boy. Yeah. This is gonna this is gonna be an adventure, I can already tell. Yeah and starting out strong. And sent and another way to describe this would be as a harem anime. Oh my god. Which This this makes the picture that I have seen make so much sense. Mm -hmm. I understand everything about that picture now. All oh, the girls, the one trying to choke him out, the one trying to tear his clothes off, the one smoking a cigarette, and then the vampire. It's a vampire. Of course it's a vampire. Uh, slight side note, that's actually a lollipop. Pardon me? Oh, yeah, no, she's not smoking. She's She is in high school. Oh, okay. It's a lollipop. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I, I was very concerned you were, you were just throwing another slang term at me that I didn't understand, and I was extremely <laughs> worried. Uh, uh, I didn't know you were referring to uh, the cigarette lollipop. Now I understand. We're on the same page. Let's continue. Ah, some of your previous knowledge is bleeding into this. Oh, yeah. I love it. <laughs> I don't know a lot about the world of anime, but the things I know terrify the shit out of me. Mm -hmm. So, of course, the main character goes and meets the beautiful pink-haired Mocha. You know? Okay. And she's so excited to go to school herself. She's running a bit late. She runs into someone who's like, Oh, I'm so excited. I get to go to school with other people my age, other monsters. I was raised, you know, uh, very close and very sheltered. Uh, I'm Mocha, I'm a vampire, and he's like, well, okay, that makes sense. Just introductory. Way. Yeah. I, I always open conversations like that. I'm just like, hey, my name's Remington, I'm a human. Yeah. Just, you know, if, and if they're surprised and I know something about them, they know something about me now, we're making a close relationship. Exactly. And, of course, uh, Sukune is a bit, you know, is a bit, like, thrown aback by this. He's like, a vampire, that's a little... It's like he doesn't even know he's in an anime. Exactly. And not that he met a pink-haired protagonist. <laughs> like, it's come like, on. Exactly. Amateur. 
he's a little concerned by this. He was like, okay, maybe it's just like a weird thing about her, like a, a character trait. Maybe that's just how she is as a person. She likes to think she's a vampire, you know, like a hot topic kind of thing. But it's like, okay, yeah, all right, interesting. Of course, what always happens next in these types of animes is uh, she gets a whiff of him. Oh, God. <laughs> and she starts to think, wow, you smell really good. Like, it smells like you have, like, good blood pumping through you. Sean, I'm not proud, but I have read Twilight. Yeah. And this is the exact same storyline. <laughs> pretty close, pretty close, just with the genders reversed a little bit. Yeah. And, of course, so the first thing she does is she gets right up next to him, which, is, of course, he's a, you know, teenage boy, so, of course, he's freaking out a little bit. And then she clamps her jaws on his neck. I want you to know, Sean, I'm being very upfront with you. I'm adding sexy music to this part of the podcast. <laughs> I can't wait. But yeah, no. And But it's okay because it's not like your grim, dark, gruesome thing where she like turns into a vicious monster, bites his neck, and you see a spurt of blood. No, no she's no. supposed to be adorable. Exactly, so it's cutesy. So all you see is a little, like, lip silhouette with uh, with the Japanese, like, kiss sound effect, oh which, is, which is Chew. <laughs> How fitting. Yeah, so, and, and, of and you just hear Sukune screaming a little bit in the background. <laughs> That's the definition of romance. <laughs> <laughs> and of course he's oh, like oh the screams of terror and of, that is love and of course uh, he's actually freaked out because this girl just went up and sucked his blood a little bit and he's like oh, okay that's a little freaky that's a little freaky and again he's very in denial this poor guy of it's course it's like, like no no that can't be the case then he actually gets to class and the teacher starts explaining expositionally because you know that's just the way these things go of course and it's like, welcome, as of course I'm sure you all know, this is a school for exclusively monsters. And then he, like, turns into a werewolf, and then we have some Lovecraftian horror absorbing everything in the back of the classroom. And, you not, know, it's just a party. Not quite. Because, of course, at this point, he's still having a hard time believing it, but at the same time, he's seeing all these weird, strange things, so he's like, oh god, this is a place full of monsters, I've gotta get out of here. Wait, Sean! Sean, Sean. All right, hushed tones. I just figured something out, Sean. Okay. The Rosario Vampire. It's actually a very deep and meaningful art piece because yeah. it tells us that the real monster is in us. If only the show could get that deep. <laughs> <laughs> they do have some explanation to it, though. In the teacher's preamble, it's like, we have the school set aside so that we can educate and raise our... Uh, our monster youth because of course monsters like every other living or unliving thing reproduce did they just not do the background check so <laughs> when we watch this is his dad a monster no is his mom a monster mm, nope oh okay well <laughs> is his great great granddad a monster and he's like one of those people who's like i'm 116th monster so i'm basically a monster yeah she's not becky from sociology class it's it's yeah. fine uh, he quickly realizes that he is literally the only full human at this school. And, uh, and of course, being terrified, he raises his hand and uh, asks the teacher, so what would happen if a human got here? And the teacher, of course, nonchalantly replies, oh, they would be killed instantly. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, new, new hypothesis. Yeah. Uh, previously my hypothesis was that vampire schools are just stupider, mm -hmm. uh, or in this case monster schools are just stupider. Uh, in this case, I think the dad just really hates his failure of a son, and he's like, let me tell you, I ain't gonna have no stupid son, instead I'm gonna have a son eaten by monsters. <laughs> Which is how I solve my problems, I just have them eaten by monsters. You know, fair, that's fair. So, of course, uh, poor Sukune is, uh... Freaking out by this a little bit. It's like, oh crap, I'm surrounded by monsters. There are signs of monsters everywhere. I've got to get the hell out of here. Runs to the bus station. Turns out, oh, the bus isn't going to come back for another month. What kind of bus is this? A supernatural bus. But could it be a punctual supernatural it bus? It is punctual. Once a month. All right, let me rephrase that. 
Could it be a convenient supernatural? Oh, of boss? course not. You need it. You need it to be complicated for plot purposes. Right? Of course, because of the the plot of some variety, we can't have things make sense because mm. then we wouldn't have any type of plot. Exactly. So of course, Sukune is like dreading the fact that the bus isn't coming, uh, trying to avoid it. But through all in all, he starts to get more attached to Mocha. Mocha gets attached to him. Mocha does know that he's human at this point. But they become good friends, and Sukune decides, you know what? Like, I like her. She's a nice person. I'd like to be her friend and such. Problem friend. It. Yeah, yeah, that kind of friend. friend. I hope everyone can hear just how strong my air quotes are. In anime, I have a theory, Sean. Yes. Uh, th this one, not just hypothesis. I believe that this is a theory underlying all anime. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think uh, it's going to hold the test of time. Right. In anime... If there are two characters whose sexual orientations match, then there is no such thing as friend. That's going to be my ongoing theory. We will see how far we can take this theory, how many episodes this will last. I think it might last forever. <laughs> you could say that just about every type of media, though, couldn't you? No. No? No, definitely not. Sure, romance is overemphasized in a lot of shows and a lot of different media, a lot of stories, a lot of books, etc. Uh, however, there's still plenty of straight girls and straight guys that are friends and it's totally fine. I don't think that that's ever going to happen in anime. And I know what you're thinking. There are probably definitely straight characters in anime, and they're just friends. Tell me that there's no sexual tension. Show me that there is zero sexual tension between two straight, or indeed two gay characters, with sexual orientations that match one another's. And then, my theory, it will go away. But so long as there is even a modicum of sexual tension between them, my theory stands. I did tell you this was an edgy anime, didn't I? Oh, I was trying to forget, if I'm honest. <laughs> I was trying to repress that to the deepest part of my mind. Yeah. At this point, of course, you know, it's like, okay, I have to survive here for a month, and then I can get the hell out of here. In the meantime, I'm going to make the most of it, hang out with Mocha, have a good time, and... Does, does he still attend classes for this point? Oh, yeah. Why? Because if he doesn't attend classes, that's going to make things seem suspicious... And if, they, if too many people are paying attention to him, then they might realize, oh, he's a delicious snack. Or that in, he's not a delicious snack. He's just a delinquent who doesn't show up to school. Sean, do you know how many times I sloughed class? So many times. But the principal didn't come over to me and be like, hey, I want to eat your face off. No, he came over to me and he was surprisingly okay with it because he liked me. But he did not eat my face off. And that is the crucial point of this narrative, Sean. <laughs> I don't think that that's how school officials behave in their everyday life. Ah. They're used to take what there there's no bad monster students. All of them arrive perfectly on time. They all ace their classes. There's not a single delinquent in the bunch. Is that what you're telling me, Sean? Well, the main difference is, is that they're all, you know, vicious bloodthirsty monsters and he's a human. I understand, but he just shouldn't go to class. Pretend that he's just a terrible monster student. But how will he meet all the other girls in his potential harem? There we go. That's, that's, that's the point. That's what we've been getting to. Yep. So, of course, Mocha obviously falls in love with this guy for some reason. I, I couldn't tell you. She's lonely. She's never had a friend before. That makes sense. So, of course, the first thing she does is, uh, well, I'd like to... I'd like to stay with him for a while. Because, you know, that's, of course, what you do when you've never had a friend. You move straight from friendship to um, blood-sucking buddy. Yeah, you're like, hey, I've never had a friend before. So uh, do you want to go on a date? Do you want to bang? Do you want to get married? Do you want to live eternity forever? Do you want to become my vampire friend and live forever together as we bang in eternity in a coffin? It'd be great. That's the progression of at least half of my friendships. Exactly. And, of course, as the show goes on, you meet the other girls you saw in the picture. They're all different types of creatures. You've got a succubus. You've got... Of course you have a succubus. Of course you have a succubus. And I bet you can tell which one was the succubus. Is it is it the lollipop one? Nope. No! Oh! Was it the choking one? Yeah. Hey! Second guess. Yes. Uh, you've got a, oh, a snow spirit of some kind. That's the lollipop one. And then you've what? got- What? Whoa, whoa, okay. 
we have to forgive my very strange use strange uses of this word very sexy monsters you have a succubus you have a vampire you got a snow spirit that's not one of these things not like the other sean i can't remember the exact name of it but i'm it's, looking uh... at snow outside right now and i'm not feeling like i want to go bang the snow it's not doing anything okay for it's me, a little sean. more complicated than that she's a yokai which is a japanese version of like a demon spirit type thing and funnily enough the whole school is called yokai academy which you think that would have been, you know, a bit of a heads up before going Wait. in. Okay. So, where does Rosario come? Because if it's not the name of Mocha, which was my first assumption, yeah, I assumed at that point that it was the name of the Academy. Mm. Uh, but now, that's Yokai. So, what is Rosario? Well, if you look around Mocha's neck, you'll see she has a choker with a little cross uh, on it. Okay. Or a rosary uh, and here's the stupid. thing about the rosary is that it's a key plot point <laughs> of course because apparently vampires are the most powerful monsters in existence of course they, they are. are s class is the is the arbitrary uh, way they described it as <laughs> wait they describe it that way yeah they describe that's not just your no like, no that's not your gamified way of describing it they describe yeah they call it this they call stupid. vampires a s class monster with incredible monster energy Oh man, that monster energy. Yeah, exactly. I knew it. The monster energy. This has been a sponsorship deal all along. Yep. Monster energy is funding your animes, trying to get you horny and thinking about monsters. So then you drink monster energy to, I don't know. I derailed. I derailed <laughs> on this tangent, but there's something to do with monster energy there. Yes. And so you're thinking to yourself, wait a minute. A vampire is wearing a holy symbol around her neck? That can't be good for her. Well, it's a bit complicated. Since vampires are so powerful, uh, her parents or higher power or whatever decided to put this rosary around her neck to control her immense powers as a seal of sorts. Uh, she can't remove it herself. You so constantly have Jesus there being like, hey girl, calm, calm down. down. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, okay, alright, so it keeps, her, it keeps her in check, you know? Uh, it can be removed by another person. Which makes sense. That's dangerous. It's very dangerous. Uh, in oh. fact, in the first episode, <laughs> guess who removes it? Oh, this is already so stupid. Yeah, removes it, turns out, and she goes through, like, a magical girl transformation. I don't like the sound. The, the, the magical girl transformation. The rosary breaks off. You I see... remember when I went through puberty and went through my <laughs> magical girl transformation, Sean. What a time. You still look a bit like a magical girl right now, to be honest. I'm aware. That's one of my uh, signature traits. I've always wanted to be a magical girl. And one day, Sean, one day I'll succeed, damn it. But at any rate, removes the rosary and magical girl transformations, bright white silhouette, a bunch of bats fly and get absorbed into her body. And then her hair turns white. Her chest gets a little bigger. Of course she does. And her eyes turn bright she, red. She goes sexy Super Saiyan. Exactly. And turns into a big scary vampire, and the thing that was trying to kill them previously gets all scared because it's like, oh, that's a vampire. I'm scared now. I should run, and then gets the snot beaten out of him. All right, so, uh, Sean, before we delve into these episodes, I, I have one question that I feel is very important to ask you. Okay. Uh, in your professional opinion, both of this anime and me as a human, how do you think I'm going to... How do you think I'm going to feel about it when we watch a few episodes? What do you think my verdict is going to be? You're going to be scared, confused, and oh. a little sexually frustrated. <laughs> Fantastic. That's what I signed up for, Sean. And you're not going to like it. That's why I'm here it. for the podcast. You're not going to like it. All right, folks, we're going to take a bit of a break here. In the second part of our podcast, we'll have watched about maybe three or four episodes of this, and we'll have a nice discussion as to what Remington thinks of it, and I'll try my best to answer any questions he may or may not have. Let's go. So, we're back. Reddington, what's wrong? It almost seems like your spirit has been broken. Sean, let me 
Uh, open with a question to you. Uh, okay. Uh, this is a very simple question. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's a very important one after what we've just experienced. We've just watched uh, the first three episodes. Of Rosario Vampire, correct? So uh, here's my opening question for you. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, hmm. I can't say I didn't expect this one. Uh, care to elaborate on your what the fuck? There were so many things. Yeah? I So, I have, I have a list, Sean. I, I wrote down a bit of a list of things yeah, as I was watching. You've got a full sheet of paper there. Uh, yeah, I wrote a lot of things. Didn't think I'd use the full sheet of paper. Used the full sheet of paper. So, uh, let, let's start off uh, with, with the opening scene, right? Good place to start off. Okay. Uh, and of course, if anybody, uh, for anybody listening, there are going to be spoilers for the first three episodes, obviously. So opening scene, two seconds, John. Two seconds in and you get a panty shot. Yep. That's all it takes. And let me tell you, for all of our listeners, if you are into panty shots, you are getting a panty shot every other frame of Rosario Vampire. I wish I was exaggerating, but I'm really not. It's all panty shots. The entire cinematography, if that can be used in anime, I don't know if there would be a different term, but the cinematography of Rosario Vampire is almost exclusively used to fuel panty shots, Sean. Well, if you think about it, that opening panty shot really sets the tone for the rest of the show. It does! It does, and that's the terrible thing! That is not a point in Rosario Vampire's favor. Mm -hmm. So tell me, Remington, what do you think of how the father discovered uh, the uh, the admission papers? He just it just falls down. He's like, "Oh, good, this is mine now. Cool." Yeah, that's it. That's it. It's not clever. It's not intelligent. You you can't open the story with a random chance event. The opening of your story should be the bit that's well thought out. Nah, nah. A priest just dropped some admission papers to a scary <gasps> monster school, and hey, lo and behold, your stupid kid needs to go to high school so you can get him out of your house. There you go. Can I say something? Uh, in there, it, Very early on, there's a scene where the father is explaining uh, the this new school prospect to his son, right? Yeah. And the mother is really excited. Oh, yeah. Um... In my notes, as soon as I saw the mom, this is what I wrote. Uh, please no sexy mom. I was <laughs> terrified, Sean. I saw the mom. We had already seen panty shots. And I was like, oh, no. Please, God, no. Fortunately, they didn't go that route, mm -hmm. which is nice. That is the only time they avoided that route in the entire show, at least for the first three episodes. Who knows? Maybe in all of the following episodes. How many, how many episodes are there? Oh, Total, there's... Sean? I think there's about 24 in the first season, followed by another 24 in the second oh, season. there's another season! Oh, yeah. In fact, let me just double-check that. No, it's 13 episodes the first season, and then another 13 for the second season. Oh, God, it has another season. So maybe, maybe, giving it the benefit of the doubt, the next 10 episodes of season one and all of season two, they really delve into the nuance of the characters. They really come up with very clever plot points. They really delve right in it has depth it has art it has beauty and nuance maybe that's the case but i have a hypothesis and you will be able to confirm or deny this for me uh it's just gonna be more panty shots isn't it sean it's mostly gonna be just panty shots i knew it i mean yeah the story does get a little more complicated like uh it goes into more about uh the individual characters it does develop them a little farther uh, you don't even get to see arguably the best of the girls, uh, the Snow Girl. Yeah, uh, I, have, I have no idea about the Snow Girl. She apparently arrives on what episode seven. Yep. Episode seven. No way, I'm watching seven episodes of this. No. Not a chance in hell am I watching seven episodes of this. Because here's the thing, Sean. Yeah. Rosario Vampire is a bad show. Really? I never would have gotten that. From... <laughs> it is a bad show. Do you? What are your thoughts on Rosario Vampire? How do you feel about this show, Sean? Well, let's see. Rosario Vampire. A show about monster high school. You know, that seems like a good enough premise. You know, young, complicated romance. That sounds like a good idea. The problem is... Everything? 
Yeah. <laughs> no, like, it's specifically listed as a romantic comedy, right? You know, because it's got the quote-unquote romance. Well, and, romance was there. And it's jokes the whole time. I don't know about that. The problem is... I don't is, know about the comedy half of things, Sean. I'm a bit skeptical. Yeah, no, like, they, uh... When it comes to the comedy of this show, they tend to focus only on, like, the occasional fourth wall break. Yeah, and let me tell you, there was one good character, sort of. There was one good character, he was only good in episode one, that's a little bat that'll show up on the screen, it'll break the fourth wall, and the first episode it did it a couple times, it was charming, it did it twice, it was yes. funny, it was great. But then, in the following episodes, it shows up half a dozen times, and it just keeps on coming. It becomes to the point where the joke is, haha, I'm breaking the fourth wall, or even worse, and I have this in my notes, the bat will show up and just be like, hey, look how bad the writing and story of this is. Just because you acknowledge how one-dimensional your characters are, or how basic your plot points or nonsensical your plot points are, doesn't mean that they go away. Just because you acknowledge the problem doesn't mean that they, they don't exist as problems. Yeah, and it makes you think, if the writers were thinking, wow, this is really bad, let's point that out in a comedic fashion. The writer, it's one guy, and because that's the way most animes go, it's one artist and uh, story person. He'll uh, draw and write the, the manga, the comics per se, and and uh, it'll get published, it'll get approved, and after a while, if it does really well, it might get an anime. And this did well enough to get, you know, two seasons worth of anime. Oh, I don't like any of it. Yeah. I so badly wanted to enjoy certain elements, maybe find some parts I like, some parts I don't like. I am, I'm not exaggerating when I say... I disliked everything. Why? You didn't like the gratuitous panty shots, the excessive boob physics. You didn't oh, like... Oh, the boob physics. <laughs> oh, boy, the boob physics. So for those of you who have not seen Rosario Vampire, that's one of their favorite things. Panty shots takes priority, but the next best thing for them is massive jugs jiggling about. But... They aren't, like, real boobs. Instead, imagine if you went to Walmart, you get two balls, just shove them in your shirt, and you're just bouncing around. They're hardly even attached to your chest. They're st so strangely permanently round. It's a little bit off-putting. It makes me feel uneasy because those aren't what breasts look like. That's not how they work in the real world. Hopefully, all of our listeners know that already. But if you don't, that's a PSA for you. Well, Remington, come on. Before the show, I predicted that you would have a hard time making it past episode two. Oh, boy. If, if, if it were not part of our podcast to make sure we watch at least three episodes... Maybe I would go to episode two. Definitely wouldn't go to episode three. Yeah. The look of despair on your face as soon as I clicked the next episode <laughs> button was just... It was pitiful. You were leaning against the wall. You looked like you had just lost a major boxing fight. You know, it was it was sad. Yeah. Let's uh, continue a little bit more into episode one because uh, I still have a few few more things with that. First... The main character is a total idiot. Let me let me set the scene mm. for you, Sean. Alright, so the main character, he gets on this bus, right? He gets on the bus and the bus driver is like, Oh man, you're going to a scary place. Oh, this place is terrifying. He really lays it on thick. Oh yeah. Uh, so absurdly thick that if you were a normal person and this bus driver was saying that, you would feel very uncomfortable. You'd be like, hey man, maybe just... Calm down. I'm not interested in conversation, actually. Mm. And so he lays it on thick. Then you get through this interdimensional portal into uh, the high school area. And there's a blood lake. There's a blood lake as far as the eye can see. That's not all, though, because you got a creepy pumpkin scarecrow. Then, as soon as you start walking to the high school, there's a creepy graveyard. Then you get to the high school, and you're like, okay. Right now, the main character, he has no idea anything's up. This is normal to him. He's been ran into by Mocha the vampire, and she was like, I'm a vampire. And he was like, ha ha, 
Oh, Mocha. The blood lake and the scarecrow in the graveyard and being told that this place is of unspeakable horrors by the bus driver. This place is fine. You're just playing around. Then they get to class and then the teacher has cat ears and they're like, oh, okay, we have monsters here. Everyone's a monster. Everyone hates humans. We're going to eat humans. And he's like, oh, no, this might be real. And then you have Mocha. She transforms into a vampire, John. She transforms into a vampire. And then he's, the main character's like, oh, okay, she's a vampire. And then later on, it takes to the second time. She transforms into a vampire. And the main character says, and this is verbatim, I guess Mocha is a vampire. Really? It took you that long? It took you that long and you guess? You're not even confident at this point. After all of this, after I've seen her be a vampire fully fledged, doing the sexy Super Saiyan bullshit transformation, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah. <sighs> to be fair, he was mostly talking about the personality was the thing. Like, the scary vampire is super scary vampire. But yeah, no, basically verbatim. I guess this mocha is a bit different. Yeah, only a little. I mean, it's not like she's complete. Looks like a completely fucking different person. You know, it's uh. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, Rosario Vampire. Would you like to talk about what you noticed in the second episode, Remington? I'd like to know what your favorite part of the second episode was. I'm right. I'm almost ready. Two more things about the first episode. Okay. Just two more things. One brief, and then uh, uh, one a little bit more important. First of all. One of the things Mocha talks about is she she's never actually gotten blood from uh, she's never bitten a human before right? right that's one a very important plot point she's his first oh so cute and of course they stuffed it with innuendos oh so, it so made many it so... innuendos but not good innuendos just the most basic innuendos you can find you were my first ha 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 but she talks about how she has not been biting humans instead she's had blood packs and tomato juice well yeah let me ask you a question john so you have a, a minor medical background so let me ask you what are the commonalities of blood and tomato juice besides color ah well let's see tomato juice uh usually they put a little salt in there i mean there's oh, that of course. yeah yeah uh it is red we talked about it being red yeah. uh there we go that's the list it makes no sense sean it's based on water Oh, there we go. We figured it out. That's the a little bit of salt, a little bit of water. You know Perfect. what? Maybe vampires are they? They don't need blood. They just like everything else need water. They just have been doing blood for so long they forgot that there are other ways to hydrate. That's all that vampires are. We've solved the riddle. But then my biggest gripe with episode one is that it felt like they were trying to shove a whole season into one episode you have the meeting you have the reveal that she's a vampire you have the reveal that he's a human you have this villain who's uh the school bully who tries to basically molest mocha the vampire i'd and say beat he up. succeeded he definitely succeeded there's a scene with her like dripping in, in, saliva. in his saliva it's i don't i feel uncomfortable even talking about it but then uh you have this attempted emotional farewell sequence where he's like i don't know if i can go to a school with monsters i'm a human and she's like oh no and then they part ways for a while before there's a big fight and it's stupid but i feel like that moment meant nothing because it was episode one i don't care about these characters yet you can't give me an emotional farewell when they've just gotten here but, the, but she's cute, Remington, and she's got pink hair, and she's never had a friend before. Doesn't that just make your heart melt? My, my heart has melted along with my will to survive. All right, let's move on to, to episode two, Sean. Episode two was very interesting, wouldn't you say? They introduced oh, a new character to the harem. This blue-haired, buxom beauty, I suppose you could call her. Can't remember her name. Starts with a K. Kurumo, I believe. Kurumo, okay. Yeah, I good believe old, is what that was. Good old Kurumo. Uh, I think she might be my favorite character. 
I think the succubus might be my favorite character. Especially because the first thing you see of oh, her is God. her boobs jiggling. So she's she's the one with the very circular boobs that don't match any type of physics imaginable. She can control them at will. She, she, she can control her boobs, move them around independently of anything else because, of course, that's how boobs work. And she can charm, and she's trying to make everyone part of her personal hair. Yeah, yeah. What else would a succubus do? Living the dream, yeah. truly. Uh, but here's the thing, though. Uh, it's shown near the end. It's not just so much that she wants a whole harem. It's that she's looking for her perfect soulmate, because apparently all succubuses have a perfect soulmate. I have this written down. So I have succubus soulmate. What? Excuse me? So succubuses, they're trying to steal the soul, because if, if apparently if a succubus kisses you, your soul is just sucked away and you're drained and you're the prisoner forever. That's pretty much how uh, this is working. So yeah. that's what she's doing, making everybody in her personal harem, sucking away their souls, making them uh, her sex slaves forever. But then she has a soulmate. She's not just doing it for an infinite sex army. She's doing it for love. Yeah. Also, quick question about Succubi. Um, for Succubi, I want to know how their powers work on, on like a physical level. So if they kiss them, then... Uh, the other person is their prisoner, correct? Correct. What if there's like a burn victim and they don't have lips? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the way it's depicted in this, I would say it's more about like the motion and magic. You know, because, like, she charms people by staring them in the eyes. That's the, the thing. But you need lip-to-lip -lip contact. Yeah, I feel like, honestly, as long as the motion is there and there's skin-to-skin -skin contact, at least. Could you do cheek-to-cheek? -cheek? Where does it lie? I don't know. Could you just, like, touch kneecaps and boom, you're a prisoner? Well, as I long as the intent is there. I think it has to be, like, the succubus's lips is the key factor, right? Because if the succubus, because a lot of people... But then she could just kiss people. That's true, uh, because I believe the thing is that people say that the soul comes out from the mouth, right? That's not how that works. Well, apparently it is. So, of course, a succubus uh, will latch on to their suspected victim and suck their soul out through their mouth, thus making them their slave. So, really, I think it's more of a suck than a kiss. Fair enough. I, th I think the biggest takeaway for me in episode two was how formulaic Rosario Vampire is. Yeah. Because... It starts with a letter to home. Then, uh, at least for the first three episodes, it, it was even more similar because you introduce a new girl. And then there's some weirdness with the new girl, some sexual tension, right? Uh, something happens. Eventually, there's a battle. Main character, who's super boring, he comes in, saves the day. Girl falls in love with him because of that for some reason. And then it always ends with Mocha the Vampire biting his neck. What? You don't like the constant boob physics, the constant sexual tension, the groping from the different characters, the 2D blandness of Sukune? Yeah, I'll be honest, uh, Sean, I'm not sexually frustrated enough to enjoy this when it has such one-dimensional characters and virtually no meaningful plot points at any point. Well, I'm not concerned about the characters. The main characters are all going to be fine. Of course they are, because it's all about them being sexy. If You can't be sexy when you're dead. That's a life lesson I learned very early on, Sean. <laughs> it's amazing you're still alive, then. Oh, yeah. To be fair, at least there's lots of panty shots. Oh, good old panty shots. There we go. Who needs any quality content when you can just have panty shots? Is there anything else you'd like to touch on, Remington? Anything else that really grinds your gears, per se? Not in episode two. I, I think just in episode three, and even in episode three, because it's so formulaic, I don't have a whole lot more to add except about the new character so we have mocha the vampire yeah then we have the succubus can't remember her name sean uh kurumo i believe kurumo kurumo the succubus and then the third episode introduces yet another new girl yeah yeah uh, that would be yukari the witch all right so let me tell you the thing i find uncomfortable and i i don't even need to describe anything that happens in this episode for our listeners to immediately understand why this is going to make me uncomfortable. At one point, Yukari the witch 
is described as prepubescent. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. That makes me so viscerally uncomfortable, Sean. Yep. Yukari Sendo. D does she have uh, unofficially? What's all of their ages, Sean? For the girls, what what is their ages? So I know how uncomfortable I should feel. Well, so they're, they're in high school, so I assume at least I, I assume the succubus and the vampire. I mean, I would actually assume they they could be like super old. They could be eternities old, both of them. Mm, you'd be wrong. Though. Oh boy! All right, so let, let's start with the one that's alarming, Yukari, the prepubescent one. How old is she? Uh, you're not gonna like this. Oh no. Uh, apparently, in season one, she is 11. Oh, God! I feel like I should be put on a registry just for <laughs> watching episode three! To be fair, mate, you do look like you belong on a registry <laughs> just a little bit. You found me out. Uh, yeah, and apparently season two, she gets uh, twelve around 12 or 13. Oh, that's so much better! And by the end, she's fourteen. So okay. And and what about what about the other two girls that I'm familiar with? What about the vampire and the succubus? Well, they are they are all the same age because they are first years in high school. Oh. So fifteen across the board. And and Snow Girl, who I, I'm not familiar with, is is she the it's the same? She is. Oh, maybe I'm the ignorant one here. Mm -hmm. I understand. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not super into anime culture, so maybe maybe. I'm the one who's naive. However, there just feels something uh, that makes me quite uneasy when in every episode you have a vampire transformation sequence that shows uh, a nude, essentially Barbie-dolled version, so you can't see nipples, basically, mm. of a 15-year-old girl enlarging her breast and butt size. That feels uncomfortable to me. Well, hey, Remington, it's directed at people of the same age group, though. Okay, few problems with that. One, I don't know how I feel about that either. Two, it may be directed towards young high school people. However, everybody can watch it. Yeah. Including six-year-old creepy McFuckface over there. And us, I don't, I don't like that I can watch it. I don't, I didn't like watching it. Don't like that I could. Yeah, we really ought to get rid of the creepy McFuck face that sits in the corner of my room. Yeah, we really, we really need to, to move him, renovate him away. <laughs> yeah, maybe put him to the basement. It's uh, a bit more fitting. He, he really, uh, but you know, he was very fitting for this episode at yeah. least. He really helped build the ambience. And uh, here's part of the thing that makes it, well, you'll hate this even more. In Japan... The age of consent is 13. So, it's not, it's super creepy to us as Americans, but, you know, it's a bit more, it's not completely socially acceptable over there because that's, that's creepy and weird and that's just law, but it's a bit more, like, if, if we're at, like, a negative 50 acceptableness, Japan probably is, like, more like a negative 10 or 20 acceptableness. Uh, I don't want to be culturally insensitive to no, Japan. No, of course not. So uh, th this is going to be my, my final note about about that whole deal with the ages. Nope. Nope. That's it. That's my final note on all of that. Mm -hmm. Just leaving it with a big old nope. Oh boy, what have I gotten myself into? How, Sean, how about we both uh, give about one minute of closing thoughts about Rosario vampire uh would you would you like to start out with your one minute final thoughts well rosario vampire it is the definition of a cookie cutter harem anime we're not reviewers here these are just our personal thoughts but honestly redeeming qualities are negligible the character design is very blatantly simple you've got the pink haired girl you got the blue haired girl then you've got the lolly girl it's like eh okay that's great if it was funny, maybe that would be great. Problem is, the jokes are very two-dimensional. And that's the thing about this entire show. All the characters are super two-dimensional. Worse even than the paper they were drawn on. It's, like, hard to really justify watching this show past episode three because they haven't done anything redeeming. Yeah, I think that all of those are very good points. Uh, here, here are my final thoughts about Rosario Vampire. 
It makes no sense in any way. However, if you are into panty shots, if you believe that tomato juice is a good substitute for blood, if you are into terrible jokes and a formulaic system, then Rosario Vampire is for you. And I understand there are going to be some fans out there, and for those people, please tell us why i don't want to be rude i understand that people will genuinely like this and there are probably reasons that i'm not considering but right now the only reason i can think of is if you are sexually frustrated and i'm sure there are other reasons i just genuinely don't know them as someone who has watched both seasons oh. uh, twice oh. uh, unfortunately yeah. it does get better they do actually have good plot well i say good it's a plot. <laughs> it starts to exist. Yeah, like, it's not the greatest thing ever, but it's not the worst thing ever. But the problem is, is it takes so long to get to an actual plot that it's hard to justify watching it because it can be pretty painful and uncomfortable for a lot of different reasons. And the thing is, Rosario Vampire was one of the most popular anime in the mid-2000s. I saw a couple different reviews. It got, like, an average of 7.5 out of 10. Oh, boy. Looking at Crunchyroll, they give it four stars. Granted, that's only with five reviews, so rule of small numbers. But it was very popular when it came out. Popular enough for two seasons. So it makes you think, huh, how does it compare today? It really doesn't. And with all that we have said about this, I have one final question for you, Remington. What is that? Would you like to sit down and watch a couple more episodes with me? No! No, I don't think that I am ever going to watch another episode of Rosario Vampire again. It, it definitely is not my style. It is not my type. For me, it doesn't pass the test. I think that'll do it for us. This has been Anime Out of Context. We'd like to thank everyone for listening. We genuinely appreciate it. If you guys want to hit us up with feedback, suggestions, ideas, or questions, you can send an email over to animeoutofcontext at gmail.com. And with that said, have a great one, everybody, and we will see you next time.